mine now. You belong to me. Today we are going to play a new fun game. Hello and welcome to the Twin Picks podcast. My name's Dan. My name's Nicole. Your name's Nicole. <laughs> uh, we're back again. This week is our Food in Films episode, and we've got three sections. As always, anything goes where we talk about our lives and etc. etc. stuff, etc. things, whatever's on our minds, really. And then the main bit, we're going to talk about food themed films, and we're going to talk about Raw and The Hundred Foot Journey. And then we pick our films for next week. We've got a theme locked in, we've got our picks ready, I think, for the most part. I've still got yeah. one to go, kind of. And then the last bit is Stitch Up, and you lost last time. Finally, oh, yeah, and you had to watch. You were the one that had to watch. Artemis fell. Artemis fell. Watched it on a big screen at my what? friend's house. Did you? Oh, yes. Yeah. You put that in the group, didn't you? Actually, I saw that. Yeah. I thought, yeah, you living it up a little bit, weren't you? Get I was watch. like, I'm not, I'm not paying to watch this shit properly. You use somebody else's yeah. subscription. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't blame you. So what, what's what been going on with you then in Anything Goes section, Nicole? Ooh, I, I, thought, I, did, I just want to mention quickly, I saw your fuck yeah. coronavirus stop motion, which was, which was, oh, good, yeah. which was great. Fuck Corona. That's um, mm. a friend from Make-A-Wish. It's her business. She's got a cookie. Well, it's kind of a side hustle. And she does a, a specialty cookies and... She has been, since coronavirus has been happening, she's been selling a lot of fuck corona cookies. So, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, they probably didn't sell many before the pandemic. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a very, uh, very niche market. Um, what have I been up to this week? I went to, I said last, on the last podcast, I was going to Trentham Falls. I did that on Sunday with some mates. And How was we that? Underneath the waterfall. That was beautiful. So, uh, yeah, got absolutely soaked, walked down the stream of the waterfall and then back up. And then the ranger came. He's like, you know, you're not supposed to be down here. I was like, oh, that's oh a bit awkward. Fucking rangers. Uh, <laughs> Who do they think they lucky, are? <laughs> lucky when, when we came back up, it was packed full of people. I was like, fuck, lucky we came early. Yeah. Uh, what else have I been up to? Oh, I donated plasma. As yeah, usual. again. Again, I learned that um, my blood type is very good for plasma. So they're like, yes, please keep coming in. So really? To know. Yeah. Do you know what oh. blood type you are, Dan? Uh, the red one. I saw it <laughs> once. So I was like, oh, no, oh, it's the red one. Done. Um, I don't know. Today, what is, it? Is, is it like A, B, and it's like a, a, C, D? A, B, All right. O. Anyway. You're O, are you? What? Um, no, I'm AB positive. Right. If uh, my listeners okay. ever see me out and about and I'm in need of blood, they know what <laughs> I can... Yeah, if they happen to have the same blood type, then it's good to have these little backup plans, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'll just, uh, I'll just tattoo it on my arm so anyone knows exactly what blood type I am. Yeah. Um, today, I uh, went to the city. Uh, I had coffee with food.films today. Did you? Yeah. It, that was in the city, right? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so How are they? I How are they getting on? Are they well? How was the coffee? Well. It was lovely coffee. We, uh, I think we hung out for a good hour. Mm. So they have been doing, they've been practicing their drawing skills. And I yeah. think early this week, they put a post from a film 
a screenshot of the film. Yes, I, I saw this well. actually. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. Yeah. It was the um, the fat. Was it fat on the um, on the meat? Glistening yeah. fat. Oh, for some reason, the glistening fat is <laughs> just stuck in my head. It's like it looks like a pork pork ramen Asian bowl. So yeah, and I so uh, for the listeners. I didn't know their name. I didn't know their gender. I didn't know. Uh, the only thing I knew was about the the job that they they do, and that they've got a sister, and that's it. So yes. I was literally meeting this person for the first time. Have no idea who they are. You're not supposed to talk to strangers. <laughs> I know, but I I tend to get myself into these things very often. Yeah. They, 99% of the time, they always work out fine. So it's, it's fine, always, isn't it? Fine. You know what you're doing? What? You go to a, a public place, you've got a safe word with the waiter. <laughs> exactly. Mind you, it's COVID at the time, so there's hardly anyone around. So oh, that's if true. They, if, they, if, it was, if it turned out really bad, then there was no one to help me anyway. You could have run away, I guess. You could, you've always got that. <laughs> I've got my legs. I've got my legs. You've what got your you legs. Well, I've been up to not an awful lot. I went for a, a big old run last weekend. I did I did a seven miles on on Friday, and then on Saturday, I went out again. And I ended up doing twelve miles on Saturday. Almost vomited my um my lungs up. I also ran into a lamppost backwards. So <laughs> while I was doing a sort of a, a mid session kind of warm up, just mucking about sort of thing, I started running backwards and turned around and was like, oh, bang, Ooh. straight into a lamppost. So that was. Very embarrassing. <laughs> so I quickly put all the power in my legs and just add it on my toes. I left immediately. Yeah. But I was knackered. I got a massive blister. So not to talk about my ailments all the time, but uh, and <laughs> since, since then I've not been able to put my shoes on. So I've not been able to go running. Um, oh, shit. And it's, and it's the pain because I love it's my running. Pain. No, but I mean, apart from, I mean, I'm not being able to do an awful lot because of my injuries and my various ailments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been watching a couple of films, not too many, but I watched Mad Max Fury Road again Ooh, a few times this year. I love it. It's, I think I like it more and more each time I watch it. Mm-hmm. I did a, a little post on it during the, the week uh, and said, really liked the film first time I saw it. I thought it was really good. And the next time I saw it, I was like, wow, this is like fantastic film with the music and all of the action set pieces and stuff. Uh, it's just, it's like a really solid action film but it does feel like a piece of art to me as well with all the colors and all of the all of the editing and the stunt work and stuff and the music and the score and everything mm-hmm. just works together really well especially in that valley okay. part in the middle of the yeah. film with the bikes going over the the truck and hardy's there super hardy with his shooting his gun out the window and charlie's yeah. it's just everything about that film i just i love it and uh i love just putting it on with surround sound annoying the fuck out of the neighbors because to be fair, all the, the only film that the neighbours seem to watch is Braveheart. Every time I, every time <laughs> Braveheart. I hit Braveheart, I don't know why, three times since I've been in lockdown, three times I've put it on. How can you watch Braveheart three times? I just keep hearing... <laughs> is that Titanic? That might be Titanic. That might be Titanic. <laughs> Same thing. But yeah, so I watched... Mad Max is the main film I watched. I watched... Uh, I did watch The Lost Boys during the week. Because the, the, it's a vampire flick from the eighties, eighty seven, I think it was. But yeah. the, the dude yeah, who cool. directed it, Joel Schumacher, he passed away last week. So mm-hmm. I was sort of looking through my my Blu-ray collection, and I wanted to do like a, a trivia post based on the film he had directed. 
So I watched mm-hmm. The Lost Boys and then watched the commentary afterwards. Uh, but apart from that, I think that's pretty much all I've been up to, mate. Films and moaning about my injuries. Whatever. Not as exciting as you, making, uh, making podcast pals. Instagram yeah. friends. Besties. Besties. Besties for life. You're my best friend now. <laughs> and we're the same age, pretty enough. Technically, they're 29 at the moment, but I'll be turning 30 you in will. September. So, yes. But um, you're both 29 now, so you're 29, 29 friends. Yeah. The number 29, sequel to the Jim Carrey film. Two friends meet, they're both 29. Shit's going to yeah, get crazy. Dumb and, is that Dumb and Dara? No, I'm just making shit up. No. Oh. We should do a Jim Carrey double bill. At some point. We should definitely do a Jim Carrey double. That's a great I idea. Fucking, I fucking love Jim Carrey. I, Jim Carrey is... Fucking legend, that guy. It's the funniest. I watched, I watched uh, When Nature Calls early on in lockdown because it's just oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just silly film, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, Albert and I did a safari double bill. When we recorded it, we said we, we, were, we were idiots, really, because we should have picked Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we definitely should. What and we didn't. Hell? So we, so yeah. I watched it anyway, but yeah, Jim Carrey, double bill. I, I love it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it soon. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, what have I been watching? I uh, finished off The Sinner. Season three came out about a couple of weeks ago. I have to say the first season is the best season out of the three. I mean, there's still two and three are still good, but the first season, it's, uh, who is it? I think it's Jessica Bill is in the first one and they're yeah. on the beach and, you know, there's a bit of music playing in the background and she's cut, I think she's cutting an apple and then all of a sudden she goes into the water and, like, stabs someone and you're like, what the hell has just happened? Right. And then it's, like, the criminal case of, her, like, the reason why she stabbed this person, but there's a whole psychological part figuring out why she actually did it and what triggered her to actually stab this person. Yeah, that unfolds like uh, through the through the season, doesn't it? Yeah. I watched Last Christmas, which I Last thought Christmas. was going to be... Oh, yeah. 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 Boy, Boy George? George Michael. George Michael. George Michael music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot Gotta of that uh, inspired... Faith, the faith, the faith. Ah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, a lot of that. I'm like... It's got last that one as well, is it? Do, 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 do. Last Christmas. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start singing that. It's, Ju- it's July. <laughs> it's Christmas in July in Melbourne, Tell you, the one, the one good thing about the fucking pandemic, if the shops are shut, you won't have to listen to the fucking Christmas songs. <laughs> that's true, that's true. No, that film was actually not as bad as what I thought it was going to be. Really? Then, I've heard very mixed yeah. things. I've heard like it's, well, I've heard between terrible and, you know, all right. Yeah. I think maybe because I, I came into thinking it, it was going to be really shit. Yeah. I thought, oh, it's gonna, yeah, it's a bit funny. But it's easy watch. I don't know. Maybe you would hate it. Maybe it's potential stitch up for you, but we'll see. Maybe I know what happens in the end as well. So like, I just oh, kind of yeah. no no point in me watching it. I kind of figured out what the what was going to ha- happen in the end way before, like when it just came out. I was like, oh, and I remember talking to someone at our workplace. I was like, yeah. oh, does they're like, oh, I don't want to spoil. It. I'm like, I'm like, does this happen? They're like, yeah. How do you know? I'm like, pretty pretty easy. Yeah. To figure it out, kind of thing. And yeah. then I watched a couple of foodie shows, like Restaurants on the Edge. Restaurants on the Edge. Quite good. 
Okay. That's I don't on know Netflix. This one. You know how Gordon Ramsay uh, goes, swears. <laughs> he he swears a lot, and then he, he goes does. to restaurants. and He's like, "Fuck, this is all shit." He swears so in a restaurant. Similar concept. So these uh, restaurants are at beautiful locations. Mm. There's no swearing. No, uh, good. And there's like three three Canadians. One's a restaurateur. One's a chef and one's a designer. And every episode's in a different country as well. Yeah. So then you get to discover the country and see their culture and what foods they have. It's like a DIY restaurant show, cooking yeah. show. All the things you love combined. Cooking, uh, interior design, travel. And the first episode is on Malta, so oh. I loved it even more. Yeah. Brilliant. I watched I, I watch one episode of Crazy Delicious. What's the app? It's a chat. It's a Channel Four uh, show, but it was. It's on Netflix. It's not that great, I have to say. It's weird because it's like this fantasy. It's like built. The set is in like a fantasy land, and there's three gods that are at the top of the staircase, and these uh, amateur chefs that have to cook these meals kind of thing and they have to take it up to the gods to get their approval oh fuck off i hate it i hate this show already i hate it you know what they win oh i don't guess what guess what they win eternity in heaven no they win like uh, a gold apple that comes off the tree that's all they win at the end of the episode oh i see yes a religious thing <laughs> the apple gold in real life, I mean, in real life, in I guess quotations. it would be just like a red apple, I guess, or green, yeah, certainly not gold. So it was gold, crazy delicious. Is it crazy delicious? Yeah. Crazy delicious, not fucking Shit watching show. crazy delicious. <laughs> Don't Thanks recommend for that. It. <laughs> Stitch up, Stitch up. Right, shall we move on to the next part of the show where we're going to talk about yeah. our foodie films? Please. Films in films in food, food in films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our our food food themed section this food week. We've got raw and we've got hundred foot journeys to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. I started with raw. I think you did as well, didn't you? I also started with raw. Yeah, I wanted Stop. to start with something dark and then something lighthearted. So yeah. raw, twenty sixteen, directed by Julia de Cornell. I think I pronounced that correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. French lady. To, yeah, 2016, 99 minutes long. And the synopsis reads, or the tagline is, what are you hungry for? And the synopsis reads, in Justine's family, everyone is a vet and a vegetarian. At 16, she's a gifted teen ready to take on her first year in vet school, where her older sister also studies. And there she gets no time to settle. Hazing starts right away. Justine is forced to eat raw meat for the first time in her life. Unexpected consequences emerge as her true self begins to form. That's a forever to read that um last time i read that that synopsis and i had, had no idea what hazing was and now i know what hazing, hazing. is hazing hazing yeah because it says in the synopsis that when she gets to the vet school the hazing starts and i was like what's hazing mm. i had no idea uh but it's like um what do they call it initiation isn't it like ceremonies like do this yeah. silly thing like set yourself on fire and eat a raw chicken so the budget was three point eight million, and the worldwide box office was three million. So it, it lost it lost almost a mil, which is not great, is it? Really, unfortunately, not ideal. No, uh, it's a shame. I mean, I remember hearing about this film. I'm really surprised it didn't at least break even, to be honest, because I remember hearing yeah. about this film, and well, it, I, 
right out of the gate, I, I really liked it. I thought it was great. So it's got that going for it. I thought I liked mm-hmm. it. Like that makes a difference. Um, but I remember hearing a lot about it and a lot about the controversy about people walking out of cinemas because and, and fainting because of all of the food scenes. I would have thought that would have given oh. it a big like marketing push. And I would have right. thought a lot of people w- would have gone to see it. Right, Cass, I'm going to fuck this up. So I apologise. Garance Marillier <laughs> as Justine. <laughs> Ella Rumpf as Alexia. Rabba Knight Othella as Adrian. <laughs> so... Just look it up on Letterboxd. Start the film. I think the opening scene was we see a car accident, right? And we don't know yes. what's going on. We just see an accident. I was confused for ages uh, trying to figure out what was going on there. And I wondered did if they notice, were going to explain it, but they did. Did you notice the the girl walk up to the car? I noticed a person, yeah. I noticed that I didn't know. I couldn't well, make out it was a girl. Did you Did you notice that like they jumped at the car? I didn't notice that at the start. I was like, no, oh, what the I don't think so. Happened? But then it goes on to, uh, we see Justine, who's just about to go to college, who's been dropped off to college by her parents, her mum and dad. And they're all vegetarians. And they have stop at this diner and they have this, some mash. And uh, Justine gets some meat in her mashed potato. And her mum goes, Garrity. And she go, goes, goes and talks to the, the staff. And if, I feel like the, the dad was quite submissive, like he's maybe a bit bossed around and stuff. Um, but anyway, sort of scene moves on and she goes to college. And all this hazing stuff's going on and she has to do these extreme things. They chuck blood on them and she has to eat a rabbit's kidney, a rabbit's kidney. kidney. Yeah, that's right. A kidney's, a kidney's yeah, rabbit. A, rab- <laughs> a kidney's rabbit. That's what we'll say. Yeah. And she obviously doesn't want to do it because she's a vegetarian and also it's gross. So why would you do it? But she does. Her sister kind of forces her to, um, Alexia. And, kind of from there she starts to get a taste for raw meat she kind of is hiding it at first she, she nicks a burger she nicks a burger from the uh, canteen and shoves it in her pocket That's right. uh, and then she goes to eat a raw chicken, chicken breast. breast raw chicken breast yeah that was just sugar apparently that chicken breast yeah. I don't know how okay. you can make sugar look like a chicken breast but I guess I don't know you, you can somehow. It's sort of a come of, coming of age story, really, isn't it? Like in, in a weird yeah. way, because it she's is. obviously she's been brought up vegetarian, and then she starts to sample meat and specifically raw meat, and then obviously later, um, human meat, f- flesh, can- cannibalism. But it's like she's been repressing that her whole life without knowing it, and now she's sort of coming into her own and. And finding this stuff out about her, so it's a it's a fucked up coming of age story, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Properly. That um that scene where her sister's uh, trying to wax her bikini <laughs> line, and then and <laughs> oh my god, do you know what I was I was holding my breath in that scene. I think that's when I texted you. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, she's uh, she's waxing her sister's bikini line and then the wax gets stuck and I was just like, oh my God, she's oh, going to lick her fucking skin off. I know. And she's like, oh, okay, I can't get this wax off. I'm going to use the scissors. All of a sudden, Alexia cuts her finger. Yeah. And then just fall, fakes to the ground. So yeah. I think she calls the ambulance. And then next minute, she gets the finger and she like, tastes the blood and she's like oh this is delicious yeah. and fucking eats the and then she eats the 
the finger like it's a bloody chicken wing. Yeah, it just goes for it, didn't she? It's fucking gross. It was gross. So weird. And her sister, like, her sister, her sister wakes up and she sees her. Yeah, she feels a little bit ashamed of eating her finger. Yeah, sister's finger. I mean, you would do, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd feel ashamed. Yeah. I'd definitely shame is definitely one of the emotions I'd be feeling. Yeah, her sister kind of looks at her. I guess at the time when you're watching it, you're thinking, oh, like this is weird. But uh, Alexia doesn't really have a problem with it, does she? She's kind of like, oh, right, you bitch. She's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, well, then you're on the same page as me. Because she also, you've eaten humans now. And then she showed her the whole, she went to the uh, main road and then did the same thing that happened yeah. in the first, uh, the first scene that you see. So just jump in front of a car and then the car yeah. hits the tree and then Alexia's eating the brains out of yeah. the, <laughs> the fatalities. Like her, her causing those accidents is the equivalent of, of us going through a drive through KFC, isn't it? Yeah. Like she just, <laughs> just, she causes the accident and it's just starts chomping on their brains. Just a little bit though. They're like, oh, just a, just little, a little bit. bit. We don't, <laughs> don't want to... Don't make it too obvious. Exactly. We don't want to make it too obvious. Yeah, we don't want to cause a scene, do we? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was horrific, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, the, the one, the scene that made me, weirdly, um, gross out the most is when she's bringing up the hair in the toilet. And oh, I didn't know yeah. why she was doing Ew. that. Would she eat a horse no. or something? What happened? <laughs> It's like a fucking, it's just like a cat getting a hairball out. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, ugh. I didn't know what that was about. But yeah, I, I, I found that, I found that really hard when she was pulling it. Because you, you could, as she was pulling, like tucking the hair, you could just feel it on the back of your throat, can't you? Just, ugh, ugh. stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I hope no one's vomiting in their car while they're listening to this. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> this was dark. Yeah. But was I dark. loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was really, really good. Um, really dark. Obviously, we said it's coming of age, and it's all. Of, it seems to be about all those sort of repressed desires and keeping it, you know, down there. And you shouldn't do that because it's going to come out anyway. And you, we need to discuss these things, and people need to make their own moral choices and things like that. Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I. It was. I thought it was really, really good. And that ending, I. Uh, I didn't see that coming at all. I've got. I must admit, when what when her when I'm she's talk- with her parents in the diner. I'm yeah. I'm talking about-, about. I'm talking about the very final scene. But yes. if we just go, if we just if I just rewind back. slightly, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, so so Justine wakes up in in bed with uh, with Adrian. Her roommate. Yeah. And he's sleep. They're both. He's sleeping, and she kind of tries to wake him up and get covers off. And he's not waking up. Takes cover off him. There's a big chunk missing out of his leg, uh, and clearly it looks like someone's gone to town on his leg and tried to have a barbecue or something. But um, he's he's dead. Yeah. Anyway, she finds it, she finds this weapon, and she finds her sister sitting down in the uh, in the kitchen area of their room, uh, and she's watching Dexter. I noticed on the on the television, which is. It's that murder yeah. show, isn't it? The psycho yes. murder guy. I, I haven't seen it. That's, but a really good, that's a really good show. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's yeah. something I've been meaning to watch, and there's loads of them, so it'd be a good binge one day. And Justine kind of 
picks her sister up, takes her to the shower and, and cleans her up and stuff. And yeah. uh, obviously Alexia has killed um, Adrian and then eaten his leg. Uh, and they lock her up. They lock up um, Alexia. She's in prison. Justine visit, visits her. And clearly they've still got like a relationship because they've, they've got that bond. They're both, you know, that, yeah. that kind of bond that you never lose with someone, you know, when you're both cannibals and you yeah. both eat raw flesh. You've, you've always got that. We've always got the raw flesh. We've got that connection. We've always yeah. got that connection. Yeah, remember that time we ate Tony's leg? Yeah, fucking yeah. yeah <laughs> and then, uh, but then it skips forward, and Justine's having dinner with her mum and dad, and her mum's doing the usual. You know, don't leave the table till you've eaten all your dinner. Controlling, repressing, and her dad starts giving her a speech like, "It's not your fault. It's not Alexi's fault." She's like, "I know, Dad." And he's like, "It's just," uh, and he explains that when he met his mum. She basically took a bite out of his lip and uh, mm. she was a cannibal as well. And he's opened up his shirt and he's got loads of um, chunks missing out of his bite skin, marks, uh... horrible yeah, bite marks and stuff. And, and, and then it finishes and I was like, oh, they're all cannibals or three of them are cannibals. I was yeah. like, wow. And it's meant to be like a hereditary thing or something, or something. I read or heard somewhere, maybe it was a theory or whatever, but this is like a world where cannibals are sort of real and it's hereditary. But yeah, I really, really love that ending. Um, I thought it was a great ending. I really like that sort of thing where there's a, like a big reveal and then it just finishes. That really, that sort of ending really, I don't know, it just appeals to me a lot. Would you call this a foodie film though? In a way, I guess yes. it is, but... I think... Yeah, well, it's literally about or... consuming food. It's not really, is it? Let's be honest. It's not a food <laughs> film, is it? I was trying to explain it. I was trying to get round it, but let's just be upfront and say, no, it's not. It's because it's, I mean, it's, she does consume f- food or, yeah. a, and some humans, but ultimately it's about cannibalism, but also it's not really about that either. It's just a device to, to tell that emotional story. Uh, I, no, I don't think so. Not quite. What do you think? Not quite. Not quite a foodie film, but I get why we, we chose this film. I'm really glad I watched it. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's not, it's not a foodie film in the way that the next film is a foodie film. The yes, next film is exactly. a really food, is a foodie yeah, foodie film. Sure. Like this one, <laughs> The Hundred Foot Journey made up for any food that wasn't present in Raw. There was one bit in a, I, I say there was one bit, there was one bit that made me gag. There was another bit where I felt really uncomfortable it was when they go that she got splashed with paint and she started kissing the dude she bit his lip uh and then i remember thinking there's going to be a blowjob scene coming up isn't there <laughs> and i was like oh my god and i started like putting my hand over my areas like oh cringing but it never happened and to be honest i think they missed the trick yes yeah, so I, I i'm gonna score this film an eight star film for me what do you think I think it would be about an eight, mm. eight and a half. All right, then let's do The 100-Foot Journey. The 100-Foot Journey is 2014, directed by Lass Halstrom. <laughs> the tagline, life's greatest journey begins with the first step. Uh, and the synopsis is a story centred around an Indian family who moves to France, opens a restaurant across the street from a Michelin star French restaurant. So budget, yeah, twenty-two million. Worldwide box office was eighty-nine point five million. So it did, it did pretty well. It did very well. well. Did very well. Um, stars Helen Mirren as Madame Mallory, Ompuri as Papa, Manish Dial as Hassan, and Charlotte Le Bon as Marguerite. 
So, yesterday I uh, I sat down in uh, in in true foodie foodie fashion. I sat down. I sat down with my cocoa pops, my bowl of cocoa pops, Ooh. and I watched. Do you uh, have any any little chocolate bits, the little Oreos no. added? Oh. No, no, I'm being very good. So it's just plain cocoa pops with milk at the moment. But I sat down. I sat down with my cocoa pops and I decided to watch this film. And um, I found this a slog. I told you already. The first half an hour of this film, I found very, very, very slow. dull. Very dull. Uh, I stopped it and started it quite a few times. Uh, and it didn't really pick up for me until the last half of the film. They get a restaurant and it's near Helen Mirren's restaurant, who's this super duper restaurant owner, boss lady. Yeah. And um, Michelin stars. Michelin star. She's got one Michelin star. And yes. it's kind of her dream to get that second Michelin star, right? And yes. this Indian family come in and they they open this restaurant. Very quickly, the restaurant catches fire somehow. Yeah, because one of her uh, chefs. Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Fire. Yeah, one of the one of the um, one of Mallory's chefs sets fire to the to the family's restaurant and it burns down. And Hassan decides he wants to go and try and work for for Mallory, but. All, all up to this point, Mallory's like this hard, cold person and she just wants to get her star and that's all really that she cares about. But she does start to, to warm to this, to this family, like particularly the kid Hassan is quite wholesome, isn't he? He's quite mm. a nice person. You can't not like him. He's well-intentioned, good morals and all that stuff, like the fibre of humanity. So Michelin star... My son wants to be wants to work at a restaurant, and she uh, she she agrees to take Hassan on in the end. And his dad's kind of reluctant to let him go because she's the enemy and stuff. But Papa, he begins to f- form a bit of a friendship with with old Mallory, doesn't he? And they start mm-hmm. going out and getting very friendly, quite very friendly romantic. indeed. Yeah, it's quite romantic. And it's like they're it's like it's his girlfriend almost as he says in the film, and she loses her shit briefly and then immediately changes her mind. I was like, what is going on? I think, to be honest, I think I must have dipped in and out because a lot of the time something happened and I, and I think I missed totally what was going on. What was going on? Yeah, because it just, it just didn't... Oh, Sorry, my message. phone just went off. Yes, we all know. <laughs> we all know. Oh, again, you got another one. <laughs> Oh, if you're gonna, if you get a message, Nicole, you gotta read it out to the whole class. Okay, it's my friend Ryan. I just asked him what what a uh, what streaming service I should get for a is it a league? No, a league is Australian. What is a football league in UK? Is it? Uh, what do you mean? Football. It's the top one. It's the best one. It's, we call it the best best league. Best league. We call it best league. <laughs> Back to the show. Back to the pods. Yeah, I just, it just, it wasn't my, I really struggled with it because it's just not my sort of story. It's a little bit sentimental. Um, I did find it more interesting as it went on and had it, had the last, had the second half been as dull as the first half for me, I think I would have given it a really bad score. From my personal view, I did find, right, um, Maybe yeah. it was just a screen I was watching it on, but there were some really darkly lit scenes. I thought that was my TV, actually. That's what I was wondering. 
Okay, that's, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah, so, I mean, there was that, and I may, that always puts me off, to be honest, when there's that, sometimes it's sort of important to the narrative and stuff, and maybe that's, maybe it was, who knows, maybe I've got to watch it on a bigger screen, but um, that, that annoys me, that sort of thing. So my foodie facts are about this film. So it's like little food errors that they had in this film. Oh, food errors. Match- food errors, yes. Okay. Let's hear it. So there's a scene, Samagarit collects some mushrooms called the boletus. Oh, okay. How you, the, these orange uh, style uh, mushrooms. Yep. Which are fully edible. And then was told by Madame Mallory that these are poisonous uh, mushrooms. So that was one food error. The second one is an omelette made in traditional French style should not be browned to such a great extent, even if a new creation by emerging chef. So that was also another. So they cooked it too much. Yes. And the final thing, you know how uh, Marguerite and Hassan are having a little picnic and he's made these five mother sauces of the country, of the French I I, cuisine? I think I Did must have blanked that? out. I think I must have zoned out when that was happening. <laughs> the only bit I remember is the fucking pots. You keep, so I saw, anyways, please continue. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so Marguerite and Hassan are having a picnic and... Yeah. You know, he wants to learn about the French cuisine. Mm. So she's, she gives him these chef, um, these cookbooks and he cooks these father, five mother sauces. Yeah. And one of them ends up being a chutney tomato sauce, which is not very French. So they're my food errors. Oh, well done. How did you pick them up? Was that just research-based or was that all knowledge-based? All IMDb. <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> is that the best place to find facts? I don't know. Yeah, I, in general, I always start there, but I couldn't find any yeah. on this one. I must admit, like I texted you earlier, and I only finished watching this film about seven minutes before we started recording the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> literally, um, and then so I was sort of rushing around trying to find some. It doesn't show at all, does it? Yeah. I was trying to find some. I was trying to find some uh, facts, and I couldn't find them. Quick so, back. well done to you. Well done to you, Nicole. Yay! You get a star. <laughs> Oh, also, fun fact, uh, the family name Kadam translates to foot in Urdu or Hindi. Okay. So 100 foot journey. Oh, I see. Family name. Oh, yeah, you They're the it, foot family. Yeah. I see. I mean, the restaurant is exactly 100 feet from the other restaurant, so hence why they called it 100 foot journey. Even better. Two reasons. Oh, yeah. Clever. <laughs> I mean, I, I've got to be honest, I haven't got an awful lot to say about this film because I didn't like it very much. It wasn't for me. I didn't hate it. Um, but the thing, that I, they, live and, they live and die by the reviews, right? So she's always, I'm not going to explain the plot anymore, but they, yeah. they live and die by all these reviews, the, the Michelin stars, and she's been waiting 30 years. And it just, that whole concept seems a bit futile to me, like to take something and review it and you know tell people what they think of it and like it's important it seems a bit silly to me anyway i scored this five out of ten i'll probably give it a five and a half maybe six yeah my mom i watched this with my mom and she loved it and it's a very like it's a very family film 
Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a five and a half, just because Mum loved it. Um, this is a heartwarming film. Is yes. that what I could say? Yes. Very heartwarming yes. film. Heart foot warming. Did you say? Heart foot warming. No, <laughs> I said heart warming. <laughs> heart warming. Yeah. Oh, the hundred foot Very... snorefest. That's what we're calling it. Is that what you're going to put on your review? That's my letterbox review. Hundred foot snorefest. <laughs> Let's move on to the next section uh, yes. where we've got to pick our films for next week based on a theme. What this time is your choice, Nicole? What have you yes. chosen for us? I've chosen documentaries. Docos. Docos. Docos for this week's double bill. So who's going to go first? The question is, I think it's your turn, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like whenever someone does chooses a topic, they usually go first. So yes, I will that's what we do. That's definitely the rule that we've just thought of <laughs> just now. Yeah. <laughs> so my first choice is That Kid Begins. Oh, I like the yeah. sound of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already. All right. Uh, my second choice is The Biggest Little Farm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say The Biggest Little Fart. Very immature. <laughs> the biggest little farm. The biggest little farm. Okay. And my my last choice is Faces Places. Right, I am going for. I was going to do a silly one. I was going to joke, and I was going to put Borat on. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a doco, is it? <laughs> I just really want to watch Borat, uh, but I'm not doing that really. So my first choice is it's a Blu-ray that I own. And mm. I've, I've wanted to watch it for so long. I've never seen it, but I own it. Uh, it's Senna. Senna? Yeah. Uh, my next option is a bit predictable, but I'm going for Amy. And my, fin- my final option is three miles north of Malcolm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. I oh, wonder what you're going to knock out. Oh, I wonder. I can't, sta- I can't stand a mystery. Uh, was that yeah. was it Dimitri that gave us that choice? Yeah, that was Dimitri's film. Yeah. He, made us, he made us watch that last year, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Fucking bizarre! Such it's a very bizarre, bizarre. very bizarre. <laughs> right. Okay. So I shall have to watch that on my own. I'm going to knock out, not knowing anything about any of these films. I'm going to get rid of the biggest little farm. Oh, okay. Because it's got the word farm in it, and I thought that was too too closely linked to food. That's my only reason. <laughs> We're now left with, in your list, Bat Kid Begins and Faces Places. And in my list, mm-hmm. Senna and Amy. So Faces Places. Yes. Uh, created in 2017. And this is the synopsis. So, director Agnes Bader and photographer slash muralist JR's journey through rural France and form an unlikely friendship. So they're, they're France, two fr- French, French friends. French friends. Paris, Paris pals. So, uh, JR is someone who I follow on Instagram and okay. he creates these murals for photographs, black and white. Uh, photographs and they're all over the world and he's amazing yeah and i've always wanted to watch this documentary and if you don't choose it i will probably still watch it this you'll week. still watch it but yeah he recently he created a mural in a jail in the u.s yeah. and it was all of the jellies what do you call people that are in jail 
criminals. Jaylees, Jaylees, Jaylee, Jaylee. Um, prisoners. They're prisoners, Nicole. <laughs> prisoners. That's the prisoners. Uh, he created a mural with all these prisoners uh, in their, I guess, their outdoor area. And it's really, really beautiful. And you can go on his website and if you go on each face, they tell their story. So, yeah, long story short, he is someone that I follow on Instagram and would love to be part of one of his projects one day, whether yeah. it's like um, putting one of the murals up on buildings or yeah, on any surface kind of thing. So that's why I chose this film. Okay, quite arty sort of based film. Very yes. up your street. Yes. All of these films are kind of related to me in a way. Okay. That's uh, good. That's what it's all about. So Bat Kid Begins. Yeah. A 2015 film. Uh, and the synopsis is on November 15th, uh, 2013, the world came together to grant one five-year-old leukemia patient with his wish to be a Batman for a day. Bat Kid Begins looks at why and how the, this phenomenon took place, becoming one of the biggest good news stories of all time. So it's about a kid who he's got uh, leukemia and the Make-A-Wish team visit his family and yeah. what he wants to do for his wish is become Batman for a day and okay. you get to see that journey. So it's okay. kind of like what I do at Make-A-Wish. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Two, two quite personal choices to you then. This is going to be yeah. quite tough for me to decide because I'm not sure. Mm. I don't, I've not seen either of them, so I'm very much relying on your passion for these. Yeah. Try and see what you're thinking in your brain. <laughs> I'm going to read my synopsis now. My first option was mm-hmm. Senna, and it was directed by Asif Kapadia. Synopsis is... Um, Senna's remarkable story, charting his physical and spiritual achievements on and off the track, his quest for perfection and a mythical status he has since attained, is the subject of Senna. A documentary feature that spans the racing legend's years as an F1 driver from his opening season in 1984 to his untimely death a decade later. So it's about oh. um, Ayrton Senna, a race car, Formula One race car driver. He died in, in mm-hmm. 1994. And I, I actually watched that race uh, with my mum and dad, and it was... Yeah, it was, no. it was tragic. Um, yeah. And I bought, I bought this on Blu-ray about, about a year ago, and I just haven't got around to watching it yet. And I've heard it's very good. Uh, yeah, my ne- so my next choice was uh, Amy, and this, funnily enough, is directed by the same person. 2015, the tagline is The Girl Behind the Name, Amy Winehouse. And the synopsis reads, a documentary on the life of Amy Winehouse, the immensely talented yet doomed songstress. We see her from her teen years where she already showed her singing abilities to her finding success and then her downward spiral into alcoholism and drugs. It's a two-hour film. I've seen about an hour and 45 minutes of this and I really liked it, but it was very, very late at night and I think I just fell asleep. And that's why I chose it. So I've got Senna and Amy. I I think I know what I would go for. I'm going to knock out Backhead begins from yours, and I'm really? going to keep. Yeah, did you think it was going to be the other way around? I thought it would be the other way around, just because you like superheroes. I like Batman. <laughs> Batman's cool. Faces, places sounds quite interesting. It's quite a uh, seems quite arty and something I probably haven't seen that much of. 
sometimes people say I need culture. They say it quite a lot, in fact. <laughs> so maybe I should start listening to them. Okay. Um, so if I've got Senna and Amy, they're both directed by the same person. What, I mean, so you've got Amy Winehouse and you've got Ayrton Senna. They both died tragically. Which one do you want to learn about more? Or no, which one, do you, which one would you find more compelling? I do love Amy Winehouse. And yeah. the next time I do karaoke, I would do Valerie. That would be my go-to song. Why don't you come on over, Valerie? Valerie. Brilliant. You sound yeah. just like her, Nicole. <laughs> I think Senna and Amy, are, I think they're just telling us, the, they're both sort of similar, telling the stories story. of these humans, people human people um humans what do you call humans <laughs> what do you call them things they've call? got legs big old spindly things that keep going past my window they're yeah. very much they're very much stories about kind of one person one extraordinary person uh with an, an amazing talent so they're both similar I, I have a feeling i have watched amy before and i would usually i would choose i would probably choose her but yeah. i I'm interested in seeing what Senna is about. So Senna. Let's watch Senna. Excellent. Yeah. I'm really happy with that. I kind of wanted to watch Senna, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, Docos. Next week we're doing Docos, and we're going to be watching Senna and Faces Places. Uh, and that's it for section two. We've got to move on to section three now. And you have to tell me all about Artemis Fowl. How was it? Was it wonderful? Was it magical? Uh. Did you oh cry? Did you laugh? It was... Dog shit. Artemis <laughs> <laughs> Fowl, so it uh, came out this year, 2020, yep. directed by Kenneth Branagh. The budget was $125 million. Wow. Fuck me. Not and, uh, made any money either because it didn't get a <laughs> cinematic release, did it? No, it went straight to bloody Disney+. Plus. Straight to Disney+. Plus. Cast was Verdia Shao, and he was, I believe, he was Artemis Fowl Jr. Lara McDonald, who was Holly Short. Josh God, who was Josh Gad, who was Mulch. These characters are so not fucking important (laughs) because this whole this movie did not make any fucking sense. I watched I watched this film with a friend of mine who loved zombies. FYI, I thought this could be a film that he might enjoy. And let me tell you this: he was as confused as I was. Yeah. So Artemis' dad is like a he's a collector, and he goes Uh on these big trips. He just collects like artifacts and all that jazz. Yeah, collects uh, purchase stamps and international stamps. (laughs) He goes on big trips and finds these artifacts. And and this is supposedly his last job. And Artemis is quite smart. He knows a lot about history and his dad has taught him about uh, fantasy characters like fairies and goblins and giants or whatever. So he gets this phone call from this mystical creature right. and says, I've got your dad. You've got three days to get this Arculos. If you don't get it for me, you know, he's, he's doomed. Where could this Arculos be in his dad's house? He's got a butler and his last name is Butler, but he doesn't like being called Butler. You must call him by his first name. Brian. Right. Let's call him Brian. Brian Butler. Um, 
Ryan Butler. Such Brian. A... Brian. It has oh, to Brian's be Brian with a B, so it's a double B. So he shows Artemis this secret passage. Um, passage downstairs where all of his dad's artifacts are. He's gone on the computer, he's like, where is this artifact? And then he's like, oh, you know, dad told me about fairies. If I can convince a fairy to come to the house, then maybe they can tell me where this artifact is. <sighs> I'm very confused. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, so there's, so there's, so his dad's gone missing and he's got to find a thing for this bad. He's going to find this, this thing. <laughs> okay. And then hopefully get his dad back. And his and trials and tribulations. So he gets like, set oh, many challenges. Yes. It's like, oh, we have to get the fairies so then we can get the goblins to come to the house to then do this and this. And uh, anyway, uh, what's that guy's name? Brian uh, Butler. Josh Gad is this giant dwarf and he's, he doesn't like being giant. And what he does, he tends to, uh, dwarves tend to pickpocket and they love treasure. And he's in jail for some stupid reason that he stole something. And the fairies are like, oh, he, this, is, this is the guy they need to find this Arculus. So they take him out of jail, bring him to the house, and then somehow he figures, he's like, oh, look at this photo frame of his dad. <laughs> and, then he, and then he opens the photo frame, uh, uh, the painting of his dad, I should say, opens the painting and then there's a secret safe. And then he figures out, we feel like his hair, trying to, <laughs> you know, change the codes of the, of the safe. And then all with of his a hair? sudden, oh my God, with his hair and his nostrils and like his ears and, Wow. You know, because this is a fantasy film. Anything yeah. can fucking happen in a fantasy film. It. How long was it? Was it long? Film, it went for 95 minutes. So not. Oh. Not too long. Pretty short. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot in there for a 95 minute film. Yeah. I feel like there was too many. Yeah. Too many things happening. A lot of things could get cut, to be honest. Yeah. Or. They should have just got straight to the point. Uh, sorry, Artemis Jr. It was his first gig. He wasn't very good. Oh, really? I'm sorry. No. Um, probably a lot of probably a lot of green screen stuff in in this, right? So there would have been yes, a lot of acting yeah. with pineapples and things like that. That must be quite <laughs> quite hard. I don't even. I I think even if I was a kid, I don't think I would enjoy this film. No. To be honest, I think I'd be confused throughout the film. Um, if you if you see the film, it's got a mix, as you said, it's got a mix of like Harry Potter slash Type. every fucking fantasy film. <laughs> it's just like a bunch bunch of films put together. And I know it's based off a book. Yeah. But yeah, it could have had much. It could have had more potential, but. Clearly, that didn't happen. Didn't so. go down very well with you then. No. I shall definitely um, avoid that one. Yeah. So I'm probably going to give this one Justice League. Wow. That's pretty Yeah. That's pretty, pretty bad. bad. That's yeah. very bad. One, one star is the same as Glitter. Yeah. It's poo. This film is not very you good, You stitched me up. You well, stitched me up, mate. I did. I did do that. It sounds like, sounds like I won. What is the next bit? So we had a poll 
that I put on uh, for our films, you chose The Fanatic for me to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I had to watch, and I chose for you Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island, Fantasy Island. I saw you put the poll on, yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought I, I wanted to, did I, did I vote? You did vote. I did, did I? I thought I'd forgotten for a minute, <laughs> but yeah, no, I did. What were the scores? Um, only five people voted. Okay, there's a clear winner then. Uh, it is a clear winner. <laughs> oh dear, I know where this is going. Considering you've got two accounts. You were the only vote, voter for my film. Really? So you have, yeah. So Four you one. have to, yeah. <laughs> Yep. And wow. I only I promise you I only voted I only voted once. Oh, I right. was I was almost tempted to vote and I was like no it's not fair it's not fair that I I voted. bet if you were losing you would have voted though wouldn't you? Yeah probably. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, I would have I would have got on to Look, being like please vote for Dan. Don't take the moral high ground now and pretend that it's because <laughs> All right fair enough. listen Fantasy Island it could be worse. I actually kind of want to see it, to be honest. I kind of, I kind of wanted to watch it when it came out, but I heard it was yeah. rubbish, so I just didn't bother. Last bit, we've got to pick some films for the next poll. I'm going to give you at least four months off of not giving you any musicals. I thought it was no musicals ever again. <laughs> That's so not going to happen, man. All right. <laughs> so the film that I'm going to choose for you yes. is called Pledge This. Pledge this. Is this yeah. a documentary? Um, Paris cool Hilton's kids. in it. Oh, fuck off. Paris Hilton's in it. <laughs> that says it all, doesn't it? I've never, I've never seen all of... I've never seen a Paris Hilton film. That's a lie. I've seen one Paris Hilton film. Oh, um, God. <laughs> All right, okay, so pledge this. It sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. I wouldn't even want to watch it. But... Um, Nicole. Yes. Hopefully, if you lose, I would very much like you to watch Catwoman, starring Halle Berry, which is... Have you seen it? I have seen it. I think I have saw... You? I, may, I think I may have saw... I've seen this film when it came out. It um, is pretty bad. It's dog shit. Yeah. 2004. 2004. It's a horrible film. There's one, one scene in particular which I just never forget. And uh, it's, it's terrible. So Catwoman. All right. So Pledge This versus Catwoman. Good picks, I think. Good picks. Yeah. They're not musicals or, yeah. or, uh, or romance. They're just good, no. wholesome, terrible films. <laughs> <laughs> just just as you want on a stitch up film exactly perfect yeah <laughs> great all right well we've done it mate we've, we've done it we've done another one so next time we're going to be watching two documentary features we're going to be watching senna and faces places i will be watching fantasy island where can cool. we find you Dan? we can find me on instagram at flick.face or twitter flick underscore face on email at twinpixpod at gmail.com what about yourself you can find me on Nika Creative with no E at the end. No. Um, or you can also find me on Cheek and Nika on Instagram as well. Check, check, check those out for some, uh, for some stop motions.
stop motion and general arty stuff. Out, yes. yes, or check out what what Melbourne's like. Melbourne, where's where do the cool kids hang out in Melbourne? Hanging Rock. Hanging Rock. Go okay, to so Hanging <laughs> oh. Rock. Funny, funny thing, because of the whole COVID thing at the moment, they uh, they're saying that Australia's like the Spice Girls at the moment. Do you know why? No. Because Victoria ruins everything. Yep, it's a very funny <laughs> Spice Girls. Victoria- <laughs> <laughs> and Melbourne is Victoria. I, I mean, I get it. It's uh, yeah. one of the Spice Girls is called Victoria, and she's rubbish. Yeah. And so, she ro- she left the she left. Did she leave the Spice Girls first? She left she the Spice Girls, and she didn't want to come back for the reunion. So all the tabloids went to town on her. I know how how rude. How, how dare rude. you do what you want to do with your life? <laughs> how dare you? Anyway. You like the Spice Girls when you were little. No. Let's finish it. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.